Hello. Okay, hello. Hey. Hi, Jenna. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you. How are you? I'm all right. How are you? I'm doing good. Great. Uh, I believe we're recording now. It says that on my phone. Sounds good. We're in it now. So hello to all of our listeners. Uh, Today I'm interviewing Jenna Thomas. Welcome to the podcast and thank you for being here. I really appreciate you taking the time out of your day to come speak with me and uh, go through this with me. Yeah, no problem. Uh, so why don't you just introduce yourself real quick, and okay. then uh, we'll move into some questions. Okay. Uh, my name is Jenna Thomas. I am a uh, brand manager for a marketing company um, that works with beauty brands, and um, part of that is part of my job is doing social media. So um, that's why I'm doing this. <laughs> Great. Yeah. No, as good a reason as any. Yeah. Um, so what is the? You said you're a brand manager. So what yes. does that uh, job require of you? Um, So specifically for the company that I work for, um, which is Creative Commerce, we are a marketing and investment companies that partners with beauty brands, usually brands that need help with um, kind of all aspects of their brand, either marketing, digital, um, retail, e-commerce, or just overall management. Um, So for me specifically, I work on a couple of brands that need more of that in-depth kind of all over management help. So that's kind of what I do. Okay. Okay. Yeah. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, and how long have you worked there? Uh, about six years. Oh, wow. Um, yeah. Well, yeah, no, that's a, that's a long that's time. A long, long time. Yep. <laughs> long time compared to any job that I've ever worked. Yeah. At least. <laughs> yeah. Um, so um, in your opinion, or not, I guess not even in your opinion, we're not quite there yet. Uh, how do you think the uh, industry has changed or evolved since uh, you began working six years ago? Or um, what have you seen change um, yeah, just in the marketing industry? Yeah. So um, I haven't always kind of done the marketing side of things until recently, but I have been kind of aware of what's been going on as well as being a consumer of things. So, um, you know, like any industry out there, things change constantly. Um, oh, of course. And quickly, you know what I mean? Like you get, you kind of start learning about something and then it's changing the next day. But, um, you know, because we work with brands and we're kind of on the company side of it, you know, from a company standpoint, a a brand standpoint, you know, we see changes in things like, um, you know, policies, like what you can and cannot post um, or share specifically, you know, we work in the beauty industry. So a lot of the ads that we're running on Facebook and social media are like before and after images of our products. Um, And I've learned and we've learned quickly that we can't always share those. And I I believe it was a little bit more lenient in the past where you could share those, but now they get flagged very easily and you have to be very careful about the things that you're posting. So it's not as easy. You have to get a little bit creative. And, you know, we're working with brands that don't have a lot of um, assets available because they're a startup or they're kind of figuring things out. So, oh, so you're just doing all the beginning stuff for yeah. them, just trying to get their, get their yeah. name and their products out there. Exactly. So when they have a limit amount of access to things like assets and images and half of their, uh, before and after images are being, um, you know, being flagged on Facebook, then it, it becomes a little difficult to, figure out what we can leverage and post. So, you know, that's something that we've seen change the different policies, that kind of stuff. And then, you know, also um, the algorithm of things specifically on Instagram, Instagram. So, you know, dictating what order of posts a user sees, you know, they're prioritizing Mm -hmm. what's 
what they're seeing based on what's relevant, you know, to their likes and their interests, which, oh, is, yeah. which is nice I, as a consumer, right? Like we're seeing things yeah, that we course. like. And... Actually, I remember noticing that um, a few months back or maybe mm-hmm. even a year back at this point when they began doing yeah. that, it wasn't just in the order that the posts were posted. Exactly. But yeah, now they'll, you know, yeah, you might get a post that was posted a day ago above right. a post that was posted, you know, four a hours ago. ago. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So that as a consumer is great because I'm seeing everything that I enjoy. But as a brand, you're like, unless people are really liking and, you know, sharing and saving your posts as a brand, they're not going to see you the way that they would have before. So, but, you know, even as a consumer, like the algorithm kind of affects that too. Like I'll, I'll find like a page that I like kind of randomly, like through some other page and I'll follow them and then I'll, you know, I'll like some of their posts and then I don't see their posts for like weeks and I kind of forget about them. And then I have to go back and find them and remember who they were. And, you know, I'm missing out on all their content because of that. So unless you really get involved and, you know, like all the posts of the brands, then you're not really seeing what what they're posting. So that's kind of annoying for both sides. Um, Yeah, that makes sense. Um, Before you said that these before and after pictures on mm -hmm. Facebook were getting flagged. What is it about that? What is it about the policies that changed? that uh that caused these to get flagged um i think it all just ties back to kind of just being like strict and stuff with like what we're saying around the images so it might not be the image specifically like where for the bna images you could see if it was like an eye cream you know it would be like a, yeah. a zoomed in photo of someone's eye and before showing like the wrinkles and this the dark circles that kind of stuff and then the after like you know, all that's gone and it's great. And depending on what you say around that, like it's an ad and we want someone to click it. So we're going to say something that's like instant wrinkle removal or something like that to kind of grab their attention. Well, that's not always true. And then you're putting out a claim. And unless you have something to substantiate that, which Facebook isn't going to take the time to like ask for your substantiation and studies behind something there. So it's, so it's kind of like a risk for them, you know, so we have to just be careful. I don't think we can't, not post those images you just have to really be careful with what you're saying around them to get people to click into it it. yeah yeah because as you said it would it's just safer for facebook just to Mm -hmm. take it down altogether rather than you know come to the company or come to you guys and try to figure out why it might be safe yeah exactly that all makes sense Mm -hmm. so you said your company um the they offer beauty products. So what is the, uh, what is the company's target audience in that? Or what is the general buyer persona of that audience? Um, well, so we kind of work with various beauty brands and the one, you know, the, the few brands that I work with specifically kind of have a similar target audience. So they're, you know, um, mainly women, but we do have a small percentage of men. Um, men are now becoming very interested in their skincare and, and, you know, making themselves look nice. So that's always good to see. Um, <laughs> but they're usually, you know, anywhere from 35 to 65 years and older, um, they are big at shopping online. So they go to, you know, their trusted sources like QVC, Ulta, Sephora, those kind of stores, somewhere where they can really get into reviews and stuff like that. So they like reading reviews before they purchase. Um, And then that's kind of where it ties back to social media too, where um, a lot of people tend to leave their thoughts on the brand's uh, Facebook pages and Instagram, you know, whether it's positive, how much they love it, Um, how much they hate it if they've had an issue with the product and they're trying to get in touch with customer service we find that a lot of people rather than going through our customer service email or platform they're going to our social media pages and 
posting it, you know, directly on the page or messaging us. So um, they love reviews. They love looking at, you know, everything and getting people's thoughts and asking questions before purchasing, which makes sense because some of the brands that we work with are a little bit more expensive. Um, They're higher end. They're a little bit more luxurious. So they want to make sure the product is legit. Um, they want to make sure that they're getting their money's worth exactly, out of it. Exactly. The quality's up there. And I feel like, too, there's kind of like um, people are still, even though shopping through social media has become such a big thing lately, people are still a little nervous about it. Um, like, you know, I, of course, I see brands that I follow and that I like myself and I'll click into the ads and stuff like that because I know the brands. But there's also a lot of brands that I'm um served ads that I have no idea who they are I've never heard of them before they you know they just look really random and then you click into them and you like some of the products you see but you still don't know what kind of company they are so I think people are still really nervous to purchase products that way because they just don't know who they are so yeah um, no people are more comfortable with the with the name brands that they know yeah exactly exactly and then that takes them a little while to get that uh that brand loyalty well they uh, they don't know where it's coming from you know what I mean like I've I've personally been someone who saw something on Instagram thought it was really cool purchase it end up taking weeks to be delivered ended up not being what it was you know what I mean so you kind of it's like a hit or miss but that's again why they kind of go to their trusted sources like Ulta or QVC or something like that because they know it's legitimate it um they don't have to worry about the process they don't have to worry about where it's coming from that kind of stuff so um yeah so just our customer really likes to research and and kind of trust things before they purchase it yeah great yeah that all makes sense Mm -hmm. um and then what is your strategy to reach that audience using the social media of course right um so we mainly advertise on facebook and instagram then we obviously do you know google and stuff like that but we really try to like hone in on the audience that we're targeting. Um, so kind of what I mentioned before, you know, we try to get their specific age range, male or female, what they what their interests are. Um, I know within Facebook, you can really, really dig in specifically to exactly who you're targeting with location, everything like that. So we really try to get to know our customer um, and our future customer before we put those ads out there because otherwise you're you're spending money on someone that's not going to click into your ad and learn about your product so we really tried to get really really focused on who we're going after um and then also getting to know what he or she likes um you know ads are served through interest um you know what people have clicked into before and that kind of stuff so what he or she finds interest in if we know that they like um you know, cooking channels or certain, you know, beauty industry information or something like that. Like we really try to Mm -hmm. learn that too and then go directly after that. Um, They're also mainly an older customer. Not all of our customers are older. They range, you know, starting at 35, sometimes younger, but a majority of our customers are a little bit on the older side. So they want to see ads and information and, you know, anything that relate to their lifestyle. So, you know, they want to see a woman who is similar to their age doing things that they enjoy doing and that's what's going to grab their interest. And then they want to know what they're doing. How did she get to look like that? I want to look like that too. They're not they're not going to click into an ad showing a 25 year old woman, you know, sitting there looking beautiful when they're 40 plus years old. It just, it's not relatable oh, to of them. Course. Yeah. They, that's what I was going to say. Yeah. They want to be able to relate to the person they're seeing mm-hmm. there. They want to know that that product's going to work for someone like them. Yeah, exactly. So it's just really, really figuring out who she is and making sure we 
follow those, you know, likes and interests when we're going after them. And obviously, you know, we're going to constantly be learning about them. So there's going to be areas where we don't meet specifics, you know, of what they like. But that's also how we like gain other people too, because we're kind of going outside of our bubble of our customer demographic and we're kind of pulling because it's okay to have people outside of the 35 to 65 demo. Like we do have some people who are 25 and younger. We have people who are older. That's just not our main core demographic. So. Okay. Yeah, no, that's all well and good. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Never say no to a customer. Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) Okay. You never turn one away, (laughs) of course. And then um, this one it's going to be even a little tricky for me to understand. Right. I, I wonder if you're going to understand it a little bit better, but how do you move um, from the awareness phase of that marketing funnel? I'm not sure if you know what that is. I, we were taught about that in class, mm-hmm. but you know, within college here, I'm not, <laughs> I'm never, I'm, you're never too sure what of what you're being taught actually makes it into the real world. So if you know of this marketing funnel, um, how do you move from that awareness phase uh, through the consideration stage, the consumer considering buying it to finally convert them? Um, so that they do buy it. Yeah, I mean, it's been a while since I learned about the marketing funnel, so I don't remember fully, but just kind of the general question of how do we get them to learn about the brand and then convert? Um, I would say just kind of following them around, retargeting them. You know, if they've if they've viewed an ad that we've served them on Google or Facebook or social media and they've clicked into it or hovered over it or they've searched the brand, we try to retarget them so that they kind of, being shown us everywhere yeah and bring them back in you know I get served them all the time I'll I'll google one thing and kind of forget that I did and then it shows up on a web page that I'm viewing days later and then I'm like oh yeah I forgot I did look at that specific item it's it's actually kind of creepy but for the brand it works so um yeah just to stick that in their mind just keep it coming through yeah and then also just making sure that when we do serve them that information it's very very informative um a lot of our ads if the customer does click into it they'll be taken to either our the home page of the website or a specific landing page of the website where we want to serve them as much information on either the brand or the product specifically depending on what we're wanting them to kind of commit to um so it's just making sure that they're not confused about what they're um, about to purchase. And we also, we also like to do email campaigns. So either to existing customers to get them to repurchase and relearn about a new thing that the brand's doing or a new product that the brand's, um, coming out with or going after new customers who maybe has shown interest in the brand, but never fully committed and converted. We like to, um, an email is just an easy way to put, all the main information into one small window. They're not having to, oh, you know, go to like Google and search specific information. It's like, here's an email. Here's exactly what the brand is, exactly what the product does. And here's yeah, a and link you that you can that click to, to get it. Yeah. And you can send that out to as many people thousands as you want. Get, and thousands get the word people. out. Yeah, exactly. Multiple times too, until, you know, we get someone to convert. So as creepy as it sounds, it's just like following them and convincing them until they're, <laughs> till they're able to convert. So yeah, that's all. That's all good and well then. Yeah. Um, so I think we're going to move into some just like uh, opinions from you here okay. um, about the industry and um, just what you think of it. So how do you see the relationship between social media and marketing uh, evolving even more as we move into the future? And social media becomes even more ingrained than it already is in mm-hmm. our culture, which I know sounds a little bit crazy, yeah. but I, <laughs> I, true. I do believe, yeah, that there's still room for 
social media to become an even bigger part of our lives than it already is now. Yeah. I mean, social media, it's like becoming that number one place where people are learning about new things. Um, and it's as you to your point, it's getting even it's going to get even bigger. But it's like this social media is like the one place where they're seeing something, they're learning about it, and then they're either purchasing it or they're following it and they're like continuing to follow it through its journey. So that's through like influencers, ads, various pages they follow. Um, so, you know, it's just taking advantage of that, allowing them to not only learn through, learn about our products through our brand pages, but allowing them to purchase through them too. So it's like kind of making it like a one-stop shop, making it as easy as possible for the customer to learn and, and, you know, purchase a product. And again, as a consumer, one place. yeah, like as a consumer, yeah. like we're always on our phones. It's just unfortunate. That's what it is. And I'm definitely victim of that. Like I'm sitting there on my phone. Oh, me too. I'm, Believe me. Yeah, yeah. It's, I mean, it's hard not to at these points, but you know, I'm scrolling through my phone and I see a brand that I like or a new brand that I'm discovering and I click into the page and I'm learning about it um, either through like an influencer or something. And then the fact that I'm able to learn about, you know, maybe a piece of clothing or a product or like makeup or skincare, something that I've shown interest in before. And then I'm able to click a link, be directly taken to that page to purchase and then purchase it all within my phone within minutes. Like that's crazy, but that's where we like convenience, you know what I mean? And that's what it is. Oh yeah, absolutely. And yeah. So you believe we're moving uh, like more towards that now? Cause yeah. Uh, yeah, no, you are, you already see a lot of that on Facebook and Instagram. Like I know, you can go on Instagram, you'll scroll down, you might get an ad mm-hmm. for some clothing brand and it'll have like the little uh, the little shopping basket circle in the bottom yeah. left hand corner yeah. of the picture and then you you hit that circle like and right the, the Yeah, it pops up with the link with the price and everything. Yeah. yeah. And you can go right to it and do and, and purchase it right there. Yeah, just making it easy as possible because a lot of like what I mean, I, I like to do this too, but a lot of going back to our customers, they like to review and research things. So if I'm on one platform where I can learn about it in the same place that I can purchase it versus having to see it, maybe, you know, see it on TV and then having to pull up my computer and Google and find out about it and locate it and then purchase it. You know what I mean? Like you're taking a lot of those steps out of it. Um, so that's just, you know, that's just really big. And that's how, that's how it's all evolving. That's how social media marketing is, is evolving into. And I just, I can't imagine what it's going to be like in the next, you know, five years, even more. Yeah, no, it was, that, yeah, that's, that's another thing. Yeah. It is kind of hard to predict where it's going just because so many different forms of social media coming out, new ones coming yeah. out. Yeah, there's always something every new. Day. It's there's, crazy. Exactly. Yeah. So there's so many new ways to, to try to market on those different platforms. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Uh, so moving on then. Uh, so <laughs> it's, not really a, it's not really a secret that uh, ge- in general, the general public might not have the greatest view of uh, the marketing industry. I know you said it yourself earlier yeah. um, when you were talking about um, following these people around. You called it creepy yeah. <laughs> uh, a little bit, which is, yeah, it's, it's totally understandable. But is there anything you would change about the industry to maybe improve it, make it a little better, um, a little uh, more moral or mm-hmm. really it doesn't even have to be moral just in any way um, if you would do anything to improve it? Yeah, I mean... I would say like a good and a bad thing about it is how quickly it changes. So it's good because there's always something new coming out and there's always something new to experience, but it's kind of bad as kind of a consumer, but also someone who kind of, you know, who like promotes behind it for the brand, like things change so quickly. So it's like, Oh, the Instagram algorithm is changing to this and you're getting to learn about it and you're getting the hang of it and you're figuring out how to, 
connect with your consumer again after things have shifted and then like right when you get that it's like oh we're changing again something else is different so to me that's kind of I know a lot of people would disagree but maybe some people wouldn't um it's just how think how quickly things are changing and it's it's hard to say we need to slow it down because like everyone's just coming up with something new and we have to evolve and change to keep things moving but I would love to see something like come out let people enjoy it and embrace it and then you know and actually stick around yeah, for a while and get yeah to know it everything a in the bit. world these days is moving so fast exactly it's like you blink and it's gone yeah exactly so that's that's probably one thing I would want to see change just because I, I I'm someone who likes to really if I'm going to learn something I want to learn it and, and experience it and trust it and then and then I'll be a little bit more open to something new but I want to like not try it out for a week and then get the next thing yeah no I could I could totally agree with that yeah. I could totally get behind that uh that all yeah that all makes sense yeah and then um if we can just if the listeners can get one more just piece of wisdom for you if there was any advice uh you you could give someone like myself or the listeners that are trying to get into the marketing business mm-hmm. or um, just anywhere around in marketing, advertising, you know, digital media engagement, any of that. Um, what would you, what would it be? Um, I would say just keep trying to learn and stay informed about the industry as much as much as possible. Kind of like what we just said, everything's changing so quickly. So yeah, just staying, keep yeah, keep up with it, staying on top of everything. It's, it's impossible to know everything about the one, one industry. And there's so many different pieces of the industry that you could, you know, become an expert on, but just staying, staying informed and constantly learning about things and how it's going to change and, you know, all that kind of stuff and just get as much practice as possible. For me, I learned through experience. So I want to, you know, if something's changing within Instagram or, or something like that, I want to kind of get in there and learn about it my, and kind of feel it out myself so I can kind of get to learn about it and become an expert in it. Um, so you want to stay on top. We want to evolve with the industry. Exactly. As I mean, as much as we can. Again, it's moving so quickly. So you can't you can't stay on top of every new thing, but just, you know, there's so many different ways to learn and and subscribe to. So there's it's you know, there's people out there who do literally stay on top of every single thing and they're gonna teach you about it. So um yeah, that would be my and just enjoy it. Make sure you enjoy it because it is a fun thing to learn about. So Oh yeah, I definitely enjoy it. Yeah. That's why I'm in yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. I hope so. <laughs> yeah. All right. So I think that's about all we have here. Okay. So I'm not going to take up any more of your time. Okay. I think we've reached our time limit. So uh, thank you very much for being here, Jenna Thomas, everyone. Yeah, no and, problem. Uh, yeah, thanks a lot. And I uh, hope to speak to you again soon. Okay, thank you. Have a good one. Yeah, you too. Bye-bye. Goodbye.